Amo the Grey. What up, though? Week one, NFL. It's football season, man. It finally got here. As you know, big sports fan over here, man. So I'm going to dedicate this whole episode to week one of NFL. I'm going to do like my little sports center thing, my ESPN swag, and I'm going to go over these games with y'all. So if you're listening and your team lost today, especially a couple certain teams, you might not like this show. But let's take a look at it. We're going to go down the scoreboard and see what happened. We'll talk real quick about each game and, you know, get into what I think is going to be coming from this season after just one week. First game on the ballot was the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. New Orleans Saints were a pretty big favorite in this game, I think like six points, and the Falcons have been pretty much trash for a while now. Saints, you know, since Drew, Drew Brees retired, they've been trying to figure it out. But they've been still a pretty good team. I saw a couple of these guys on TV picking the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you now, that's not going to happen. What I was excited for with this game is that Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback for the Falcons now. If you're a football fan, you remember him from Oregon. I believe he won the Heisman Trophy. He's been sitting uh, as a backup for the Raiders after playing in Tennessee for some years. So he was the starting quarterback for the Falcons in this game. And for three quarters... He had the Saints beat. The Falcons outplayed the Saints. They looked really good, a lot better than a lot of people would have thought that they would. And then the wheels fell off in the fourth quarter because my guy, famous Jameis, Jameis Winston, also a Heisman Trophy winner, he took the game over. The Saints, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, and they won by a point, 27-26. It was a really interesting, entertaining game. And if you're a fan of either of these teams, you know that's a rivalry, too. The Saints and the Falcons fans do not get along. Them teams don't like each other. Division opponents. Really good way to kick the season off. The second game on the slate, and I got to say, this is probably the biggest shock for me out of week one. The Chicago Bears were playing at home against the 49ers. San Francisco, the big, bad, bang, bang, Niner game. And Chicago Bears have been struggling for some years. You know, they got a second-year quarterback, my guy Justin Fields. He's an Ohio State Buckeye, so, you know, I root for that guy personally. But the team hasn't showed much. They've been the baby Bears, very, very weak. And on the other hand, San Francisco, um, they made it all the way to the NFC Championship last, last year. They got a really, really well-built team. They're real good on both lines, defense and offense. They got Debo Samuel, who's a game-changer on offense. And they've got their second-year quarterback, Trey Lance, who a lot of people think is going to be really good. And I'm one of the people. I think Trey Lance has got a good future ahead of him. In this game, in this game, one thing that I was looking for personally is the 49ers' defense to come alive because – Chicago's got a, a shaky offensive line. They don't have a lot of good talent at the skill positions. And you got Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is one of the most ferocious defensive ends in football. He's, he's a sack machine. He's a run stopper. Really, really good player. Also from Ohio State. 
I don't represent Nick Bosa with the same fervor that I represent for Justin Fields because Nick Bosa is very MAGA. He's very American. He's got racial undertones to a lot of shit he says and does. And it's been a running joke with those that know that this nigga tends to get to the black quarterbacks a little bit faster than he gets to the white guys. So I was looking for Nick Bosa to beat up on Justin Fields and that weak-ass offensive line that the Chicago Bears have. And the first half, it looked like it was going that way. The 49ers couldn't get no offense going was the problem. But they shut the Bears out in the first half. Unfortunately for them, they only got seven points, so they went into halftime 7-0. And after halftime, the wheels fell off. The Bears had a broken play, touchdown, and then they just started putting their foot in their ass. You know, I know a lot of people in Northern California. I got a lot of good friends of mine that's 49ers fans. And I'll tell you that if you ain't around these folks and you don't understand their fan base, they're a rabbit fan base. They love their team. Also, they may be the most annoying motherfuckers in football. They say this bang, bang, Niner game shit like it's a gang. Like, it's a gang, a street gang. These niggas bang, bang, Niner gang. Well, pew, pew, it's a 22. Them niggas lost 19 to 10. Pathetic showing. Pathetic showing from a team that a lot of people have going real far in the season. Um, They didn't let Trey Lance get loose. The defense let the lowly Chicago Bears get off on them. And them niggas lost in the rain in Chicago to the Bears, 19 to 10. Very, very pathetic. Next game on the schedule was another division game. This was from the hard-hitting AFC North where you got the defending AFC champions and Super Bowl runner-up Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, the division games are always going to be hard-hitting. They're always going to be tough games. And the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, Mike Tomlin, who also is Omar Epps, they're the same person if you didn't know. You may think they're two different people because they got different names, but they're actually the same nigga. Um, this nigga, Omar Epps, Coach Epps, went out of his way to feed into the bullshit and present his entire team with a pair of black Air Force Ones before the game. I like that. That's fly. I ain't going to lie. But he was really just saying they're going to be on demon time. He got them in the Air Force Ones. Funny little shit on social media. So they rolled in um, an underdog because, you know, the Bengals, they had a dream season last year because most of us know the Bengals have been sorry forever. But they got some good skill guys, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon still solid. Joe Burrow, the quarterback, shout out to Joe Burrow. He went to Ohio State. He had to sit back up when he was there, but he went off to LSU, had one of the best college careers ever, uh, or seasons anyway. So this game right here was a motherfucking mess. It was a disaster. The Steelers were pretty much in control all the way through, and they let the Bengals sneak back in in the third quarter, second half, say second half. Um, Cincinnati actually scored what should have been the go-ahead touchdown with a second left on the clock, and the extra point got blocked. I mean, the extra point got blocked. No excuse for that. So they get it to overtime, and in overtime, both teams missed a field goal. And the Steelers ended up with about two seconds left in overtime getting a field goal for a very, very unimpressive 23-20 win in Cincinnati. But a win's a win. Them black air forces, that shit didn't really work. It was a pathetic display. This game and really this week will tell you 
If you have sons, if you have young sons that you're putting into sports, put them little niggas in soccer. Because all these NFL kickers have a soccer background. And the way these motherfuckers is kicking, all these jobs will be open soon. They're all missing extra points. Shit's getting blocked. They're missing short field goals, whatever. So keep that in mind. Next up on the slate is the Philadelphia Eagles going to Detroit to visit the terrible Detroit Lions who suck year after year. Um, a lot of people think the Eagles are going to be pretty good this year. They finally upgraded some of the skill position players. Um, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. He's starting to come into his own, becoming a better actual quarterback, better thrower of the football. Me personally, I actually like Detroit this year. I've, I've told a couple people I think their offense is nice. And I think they have a guy named St. Brown. It's like Amar St. Brown or something. He's a, he's a beast. They got a good run game. On paper, this doesn't look like an exciting game. Um, but it actually was probably, I'll say probably the best game of the day because they went into halftime with the Eagles putting up 24 points in the first half. 24 to 14. Eagles came right back and went up again in, in the third quarter, put up another 14. You know, and the Lions just kept pace, stayed steady, scored a touchdown. Get to the fourth quarter, Lions outscored the Eagles 14-0, which turned into a high-shooting, high-scoring game. Final score, Philadelphia got the win in Detroit, 38-35. I think that's a good start for both teams. I'm sure Detroit would have liked to have the win, but they showed up. They showed that they're not going to be a pushover this year, and it was a pretty good game. You know, it was an exciting game. Next game up is the New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins. Again, this is a team I'm high on this year in Miami. They picked up Tyreek Hill from Kansas City, you know, one of the fastest dudes, best playmakers in the NFL. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, big left-handed quarterback from Alabama, if you remember him. Um, he's he's coming into his own. He's He's becoming a lot better of a quarterback. And you got the Patriots who have... Well, let me stop and say that today's actually September 11th, so it makes it the, what, 21st um, anniversary of 9-11, you know, the planes crashing into the towers. Whenever I think of 9-11 as it relates to sports, I can remember afterwards, like the Yankees and the Mets would wear the New York Fire Department and New York Police Department hats showing respect to the first responders. But I remember that season... I think it, tip, it technically would probably be 2002. But I remember that's when the Patriots won the Super Bowl for the first time I've seen. And they were playing against, I believe, the Rams. They were underdogs. They were like a, a patched-together team. But I just thought it was ironic that it, it was like the Patriots. Their colors are red, white, and blue, and they won the Super Bowl that year. And the motherfuckers have been pretty much on the roll since then. But that role was largely funded by Tom Brady, who's been gone. Patriots haven't really been a factor, but they've still been a pretty good team. They went down to Miami today, and they just got whooped out. The score was only 20-7, to but the game wasn't that close. Uh, Miami really put it on their ass. And me personally, you know, I couldn't. I think it couldn't happen to a better team. I love to see the Patriots get kicked in the face. They've been cheating for years. I don't like their punk-ass team. I don't like how people talk in Boston. None of that shit. So shout out to Miami. I think they are for a good season. Patriots, you niggas about to be like six and eleven or seven and ten. Hopefully, I can give a fuck about them. Next game on the ledger is the Ravens visiting the Jets. 
you know me, it's Ravens gang over here. It's the B-Mob. It's Ball So Hard University. Ravens flock. Lamar Jackson went crazy on him. No look touchdown passes. He didn't do too much running, but 24-9 over the Jets, that's to be expected. That's a bad team. Um, and I ain't even going to dwell on it because we'll come back to the Ravens in a few. Um, another game that turned out to be really interesting that didn't look like it was going to be about nothing on paper was the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Washington, D.C. to play against the Washington, whoever the fuck, the football team, the Redskins, the Commanders, the whatever. Um, that game ended up 22 to 28 with Washington taking the win home and it was entertaining. You know, the second half was full of scoring, um, some big plays, a couple, um, timely plays being made by both teams. So Jacksonville looked decent. They've been a downtrodden franchise for a long time also. So, you know, I don't think either one of them would do shit this year, but it was a good start for both teams. I'm sure Jacksonville would have liked to get the win, but they didn't, um, me being born in Cleveland, Ohio, it's my place of birth. I was born in the city of Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up a Browns fan, and the Browns left Cleveland, went to Baltimore. This is how I'm a Ravens fan to this day, um, but I still look out for the Browns. I, I want to see them do well. So today was a big game for them. First of all, the Browns have not won a season opener since 2004. That's what, 18 years? That's a whole grown-ass adult where they have not won the opening game. So the Browns went on the road to open up this season, and they went up against their ex-quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who is known to fuck shit up. Uh, the Browns were pretty much in cruise control in this game, doing their thing. Fourth quarter came. Baker Mayfield started getting on his shit. He made the game real close. He actually came down and took the lead from the Browns with a go-ahead field goal late in the game. He's real turned up. And, you know, he's a real emotional guy. He He's always talking. And, but I'll personally never forgive him for when he went to Oklahoma, stuck that punk-ass flag in the middle of a horseshoe against Ohio State. Anyways, Browns came down, and in a week of kickers just fucking games off, the Browns rookie kicker made a 58-yard field goal at the end of the game, and the Cleveland Browns, for the first time since 2004, have won their opening game. I don't know what that means for the season. I know the city's happy about it. I'm very happy for them. Go Browns. Good job. Baker Mayfield, he's looking at a 500 season or less. He's just that guy. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a confident dude. He's just not that good. All right. Next game looking at is the Colts go into Houston to play against the Texans. And what I have to say about that game is it ended in a tie. I'm not talking about it. Next game. The New York Giants go to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans have Derrick Henry. This nigga's like seven foot three, running back. He drills shit every season. He stiff arm motherfuckers from Nashville to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? He's a big bad dude, long hair. He got a nose ring and shit. He fucks shit up. So when you see the Giants are going in there, you know Derrick Henry's going to get busy. Should be an easy win for the for the Titans, except the Giants wasn't having none of that shit. And the Giants came in, won the game 21-20. This was another game with kicking mishaps because the fucking Titans missed a, a field goal at the end of the game, which would have given them the win. They missed it. Big disappointment for the Titans. 
good step in the right, right direction for the Giants, but them niggas is going to suck. So it's just nice for now, if we being honest. Um, Giants, 21-20. And next up, you have Aaron Rodgers, who is the reigning MVP, takes his Packers into Minnesota to play against the upstart Vikings. Vikings have Kirk Cousins. They also have Justin Jefferson. If you don't know who Justin Jefferson is, do your Googles, nigga. This young man's a beast. He's tearing shit up on the field. I expect this to be a tough division clash. You know, uh, I'm almost still calling him Brett Favre. That's who he acts like. Aaron Rodgers is not taking no shit from his division rivals. But if you pay attention to him, he runs his mouth a lot in offseason. He's always real condescending. He's been on podcasts saying that he plays off perks. He's been bitching about his his wide receivers ain't that good. But we, we all know what's going to happen, right? He's going to show up, put his foot in Minnesota's ass, and then go look at the reporters hella smug like y'all know what it is. Only problem is that didn't happen. The Packers went there, got their ass beat 23-7. to It wasn't even that close. Minnesota dominated that game from kickoff to the last whistle. The Packers should be fucking depressed. Them niggas should be ashamed of themselves. It was a poor, terrible fucking showing. And the ass whooping they got, they deserved every bit of it. Now, this game, the next game coming up is a game I looked at on the schedule when it first came out and told myself this was going to be the most exciting game of the day. And in some ways it was, in other ways it wasn't. I'm talking about Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs going into Phoenix, playing against the Arizona Cardinals, who had Kyler Murray. Um, And, you know, other guys too, not to discount them, but this is supposed to be the year that the Chiefs ain't the shit no more. Tyreek Hill's gone. He's, He's over in Miami. He's talking shit, saying... You know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good, but his new quarterback's better. You know, and it feels like it's time for the wheels to fall off of this thing. I personally ain't been buying it. I know that's a powerhouse down there. Eric Bieniemy's offensive coordinator. He should be a head coach. Very, very smart guy. Fat Andy Reid, big fat man on the sideline. I don't bet against him too often. And Arizona's explosive. I expect Arizona to put up a fight with anybody, especially playing at home. The problem with them playing at home is they have a turf field. When you have a turf field, you do not want a prolific offense coming in there that you can't keep up with. So I expected this game to be very high scoring, and I expected it to be a little closer than it was. It did not disappoint on the high scoring. There was 65 points scored in this game. Problem is, Kansas City put up 44 of them. Patrick Mahomes shut the doubters up, let niggas know he's here to stay. The Chiefs ain't going nowhere. You're going to have to push them off of their square. They're not just sitting down. They whooped the Cardinals' ass. All right, and then the last of the earlier games was the Las Vegas Raiders, home team right there. I don't root for them niggas at all. But since I'm speaking on the Raiders, the Raiders are the first NFL franchise to have a black female president. Actually, a friend of mine is her husband. Just wanted to give some respect to Sandra Douglas Morgan. What up, Don? Good things going on, man. Them is good people right there. You know, she deserves it. Really, really good family, so I support that. Now, as far as the product on the field, it was real lackluster for three quarters. Um, Well, really for the first half. They came and played a lot better in the second half, but the Chargers, you know, they played a real good game. Chargers ended up winning that game 24-19. Now, me personally, the Chargers are stacked. They, They got a lot of guys on defense. They got Justin Herbert, quarterback. Um, 
they've got some good receivers and they got a really good running back. And this is a team that's like a lot of people's fancy pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I don't see it. Now, I'll be honest with you when I'm being impartial, and this is one of them things, right? Justin Herbert, he's looked at as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL through the media. Me personally, I remember him being at Oregon. I noticed him. He's a he's a real big guy, tall guy. He's slender, but he's a big, tall guy. Um, and he's, he's a player. He's a good player and stuff. Um, I've looked at the media that they went out of their way to try and ordain this dude as the shit without him really doing too much. Skipping over, there was a Thursday night game. Um, Buffalo whooped the Rams' ass, and Josh Allen looked real good. He's another big, strong, young dude that the media is trying to ordain. And I have a problem with these two guys, the way they're portrayed in the media, not with them because both of them are very talented. But the media does something I don't like with them, okay? So the part of my be- me being impartial is, like I said before, I'm a Ravens fan. Lamar Jackson's my guy. Shout out, LJ. Lamar Jackson, he's trying to get his contract right now. He, I guess they're going to wait till after the season, so he's betting on himself, and he's going to try to play above his contract. Um, Trey Lance for the 49ers, kind of a similar style. Maybe not to the extent, but he will put his head down and run. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, these guys will do the same. They'll put their head down. Josh Allen stiff-armed the shit out of uh, somebody on Thursday. Like I said, big, strong guys. And they're not afraid to get their hands dirty, which I respect. And it adds to their game. It makes them as good as they are. Um, I don't agree with either of these guys being ordained as the next it because neither one of them haven't won anything. My problem with the way the media covers them is when the black quarterbacks run, they're injury prone. They better be careful. He's not going to last long if he plays like this, you know. But when you got Josh Allen running around, dropping his shoulder, dropping his helmet, stiff arming niggas, oh, what an athlete. What a big, strong guy. Who's going to stop him? You get what I'm saying? It's discreet, but it's there. And I'm just not really feeling that. I try not to have that skewed my thought on either of them guys because it ain't their fault, but it's just some shit the media does. So media is suck a dick. Y'all weak as hell for that shit. Anyways, I try to get this episode out quick because it is football Sunday. I'm actually recording this in the middle of the Tampa Bay against the Dallas Cowboys game in Dallas. See if I can get it actually posted here in a couple minutes, but Cowboys are getting embarrassed. Jerry World is getting taken by Tom. This is a boring-ass motherfucking game. Right now, there's seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's 19-3. Very slow pace. Very unimpressive. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. They got a lot of injuries to the offensive line. They're not going too far this year. Dallas, some people would argue they have another set of very annoying fans. Um, They don't personally bother me, but this ain't y'all year either, Cowboy fans. Just let y'all know. One, One other quick note is off the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris and um, T.J. Watt had pretty big injuries today. So, you know, I hate the Steelers. (laughs) I'm a Ravens fan. I don't like them niggas at all. But, you know, speedy recovery to them. They're both, uh, you know, real good players. They both seem like good dudes from what I've heard of them and shit. And, um, you know, that sucks. First game of the season. So get well to them. Let's go, Ravens. I'm going to come back with my Super Bowl playoff predictions and shit in a couple weeks. But week one of the NFL, put it in the books. 
Who cares who wins his last game? It's slow anyway. Ravens on me. 